Las Cruces today in another community spotlight. And today we're talking with President and Executive Director Lily Irvin Vitella with New Mexico First, which is something I've only just recently heard about. So, Lily, tell us what New Mexico First is. So, uh, to your point, Lindsay, New Mexico First is one of New Mexico's best kept secrets for a nonprofit organization that is statewide. And we've been in, around since. Um, for 33 years, we were first established by then-Senators Bingaman and Domenici because they had a strong commitment to making New Mexico first in the ways that we can be proud of. And there are some ways that we bring first nationally um, that, were, that are kind of a cry in shame. And so one of their beliefs was that if the, and one of the things that they had in common, even though they came from different political perspectives, is that they love New Mexico and they believed in the ability and the resourcefulness of New Mexicans to come together to make decisions about the things that impact our lives. And so we continue that legacy of bringing people together with different political perspectives to give input on public policy issues that impact our lives. So instead of partisanship, it's more about coming together and making sure that we're putting our communities first here in the state of New Mexico. Absolutely. And that the best way to do that is not by telling our communities what they need, but by asking and bringing people together to have really values-based, heartfelt, practical conversations about how we can approach the things that are most challenging to us um, in ways that move us in the right direction. Now, I noticed on the website that you guys do town halls across the state and more. What other kind of services do you offer? Yeah, so... Um, so in addition to the town halls about public policy issues, um, we do research. Uh, we do a lot of coalition building. So um, beyond those big events, there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes with us reaching out to people in all corners of New Mexico um, with lots of different perspectives to come together. I'll give you an example. Um, we do a lot of work around ethics and good governance, and we know that issues about how our government functions don't just impact people in Santa Fe or Albuquerque or Las Cruces. Like, we have to get off the the, the I-25 corridor and really understand that there's a much bigger, broader part of New Mexico and people who care about these issues. And so we, we build relationships. We learn who those folks are in communities, and we bring people together to identify what those issues are, see what those common problems are or those unique problems, and really strategize together. To address those issues and we do and have so, so many rural communities here throughout yes. the state where i mean the population may not be large but the the impact that that population can have on the different policies across our state can really make a difference exactly and what might work in an urban area one of our you know seven major urban areas in new mexico may not work in clayton may not work in battle, right? And so we need to be really, really thoughtful that when we're advancing public policy, that it's really in the common interest, and and that it, and and that there's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all solution to all communities. That New Mexico's really diverse geographically, culturally, ethnically, racially, right? And that if and that um, sometimes with our lived experience comes different needs. And if we're not having conversations that are really representative, um, then we end up with solutions that often have unintended consequences. We mean well, but we harm each other anyway. And so, you know, when people ask me, well, what's good pu public policy? For me, it's not just about getting a political win. 
It's about making sure that whatever it is that we're moving forward really has the best possibility of improving the lives of New Mexicans. And who better to ask than other New Mexicans? I like this idea. Now, what is one of the biggest projects that you guys are working on right now? So right now we're working on redistricting. And for many folks, political redistricting might feel a lot like getting in the weeds. You know, there are some bread and butter issues around health and around education and around natural resources and economic development that we work on all of the time. And, and they're important. And, and there's some of the issues that we work on that are more about how democracy functions, and redistricting is one of them. So what happens is every 10 years after the census, we figure out, you know, where populations are at. And because we live in a representative democracy, that also drives um, voting districts. And that also, and so at the national level, they do a process called reapportionment, and that they say, hey, does New Mexico still get three Congress people, or we had a huge influx and we get more, or we lost population and we get less, right? And so that's made at the federal level. But what we have to do here on the statewide level is look and see where the population is shifted around the state to make sure that, you know, people are being fairly represented, that we don't have some communities with really large populations that don't have enough um, political voice or representation, or likewise uh, in more of our rural and frontier communities, that um, if there's been population changes, that we still make sure that those voices are heard and have a meaningful um, impact in the legislative process. And so the constitutionally, it's, it's our state legislature who is responsible for drawing those districting maps and making sure that um, folks are represented. But in terms of healthy democracy, it's really important that community voices are part of that decision-making. We have a long history in New Mexico of political map drawing resulting in very expensive legal battles, and um, we just can't afford to get it wrong. And there's really practical alternatives, which are to listen to communities. So there's, there's kind of rules and policies that need to be followed, and if they're not, then that's grounds for a lawsuit. But there's also common sense and common wisdom. So one of the things that um, one of our legislators mentioned on uh, uh, courts, corrections, and justice interim committee meeting the other week is that he said, you know, when we look at our maps from above, it shouldn't look like roadkill. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just it made my day. I, I had I chuckled. I'm still chuckling about it because um, right there's. There are ways that our political maps look that just define reason. They kind of are the definition of gerrymandering. And so we need to be really careful because the, the sad truth behind gerrymandering is often that's done in either in a partisan way or in a racialized way. Um, and, and that's been throughout our history, not just in New Mexico, but as a country, that as more and more people have received the right to vote, um, that's threatened the way that power was already established. And so that that tension around how power and representation works and doing the more democratic, the more just thing, um, yeah, we, we, we struggle with that as a nation, and we also struggle with that as a state. And so our work around redistricting is really pulling together 25 um, task force members from across New Mexico, and we've worked really hard to make sure that that's rural, urban, frontier, tribal, um, and that we're hearing from people with different political points of view um, for, who come from different backgrounds. Um, so that way, 
you know, sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds really complicated, and it's not. It's as simple as we have a right to be represented, and we need maps, political maps, that allow for that. It sounds like it also offers a good outlet for voter education for anybody who may be confused by the process of what we do here on a local level and a federal level. Absolutely. And one of the things we're really committed to is while it's 21 to 25 people who will serve on the task force um, and we're still accepting applications, um, we also, and people can go to New Mexico First or nmfirst.org to um to, to see that application, we've got information about it on our front page. But what's, what's really cool about it is we're going to actually have the meetings be open. And so whether you're on the task force or you're just a member of the community who's interested, um, you'll have the opportunity to listen. We'll have opportunities for public comment and input. Um, it's really important to us because you're right. There are a lot of people who get concerned about the negativity that comes up in, in elections. And it can get turned off or feel like, you know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of discussion around it, but it's it's nice to know that there is an open forum where this discussion is being taken in the right direction. It's much different than a Facebook page. It's much different than comments that you find on the Internet. It's an actual community that comes together and is really actually making a difference. Yeah, we're big believers that when when good people, and we, we, we are rich and good people in New Mexico, when good people talk to each other, and do that in a way that is well-supported and principled, um, we can't help but come up with better solutions, right? And, and I often think about my dad, who is not super politically engaged, and I think about why that is. And, you know, he often will say, Lil, I don't know what you do because the fix is in. <laughs> that's, his, that's his take. And, um, and I say, you know, so if, if, you, if you're okay with that, then you can sit back and complain. And if you're not okay with that, then you need to bring those concerns forward and be part of the solution because there is room for all of us in the solution. And, I, you know, people will say, well, you know, redistricting, that's not a real bread and butter issue. No, it's not. But it is an issue about who defines what bread and butter are and how they're distributed. And, and that's something we should all care about. There you go, New Mexico First. If you're interested in getting involved on the task force that they're putting together for the redistricting, you can find more information at their website. I will get it linked into the article that we're going to put up right now over at LasCrucesToday.com. Lily Irvin Vitella, the president and executive director for New Mexico First. Lily, great interview. Thank you so much for letting us know. Lindsay, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate what you're doing to keep people informed and engaged.